You're welcome. Bye. Welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, so it's been a few weeks since we recorded. How are we doing? What's new? What's the tea? I don't really have that much tea, I guess. The only tea is in my fun employment era. Working on my portfolio and applying. To, but I'm really happy that I started going to the gym again. I feel like it just gives me so much energy. Like I go in the morning and it just gives me so much energy. Well, sometimes it makes me really tired and I want to sleep mm. in the afternoon. But like I feel, I feel like a badass going Ooh. to the gym and, and like doing resistance training in the morning. And I'm just like trying out different exercises. Yeah, it's been pretty exciting. And also working on my portfolio is really fun. Yeah, you seem like you had a productive some... month. Has it been a month? It might have been a month. It has been a month. Yeah, I since we recorded, huh? It's been a month already. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it feels like productive, but I'm enjoying the... I guess, like, the freedom I have during the day mm. because I can arrange my day however I want to. Yes. And I feel like I don't have to, like, sit in front of my desk at, like, set hours. I can just work whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. Which is a freedom that I missed. Yeah. How about you? Good, mostly. You? I was just saying to Summer how I feel. Well, okay, first of all, I'm in Hong Kong again. Because I'm just here visiting family and I'm on summer break, which has been so nice, actually. It just feels weird because I went from like working, you know, every day and being so tired. And then I once work ended, I flew out like after after two days and it's been good. It's always nice coming back. But I feel like as everyone knows, like if you moved away from home, every time you come back, there's a lot of thoughts like, first of all, things have changed. Right. So I think it highlights your growth. But it also highlights things that maybe your shortcomings too. And like you get reminded of stuff that you can like kind of put out of mind when you're not in the place. And I'm kind of like I don't have much structure with my day usually. I just kind of I've been going to a lot as you do. Oh my gosh this is a new update. So I went to my dentist and she said she highly mends that I get braces because of this tooth. And it's like kind of up like it grew it, like basically I don't I didn't have space for it and so it grew up and she said like now gums like retract or they they shrink our gums shrink so they so you see more of your teeth and your bone and she said it's not healthy because now this tooth is very exposed basically because my gum doesn't cover like it's more exposed than it than it should be and it's it's not sustainable for like my cleaning of my teeth in the future so she highly recommended me get braces. I think I'm I'm just gonna do it. Like I, it's been ten years. Like I've been debating to get braces since I was fifteen, and I never did because, I mean, I feel like, uh, when you're young, you think of getting braces aesthetic purpose, right? I was like, I don't need it. And then my dad was also, he's very like traditional in the sense like he doesn't want you to do anything because he thinks that's mm. will ruin your something i don't know you know i don't, I don't know and so like i just never or something yeah yeah or your luck mm-hmm. so i just never like looked into it but i was like i should just do it because yes it is very sustainable and like i don't know she, every year i see her she's just like you should just get braces and every year i don't do it so i'm trying to find a dentist in la so if anyone knows of a dentist in la, in LA. i know and i'm like yeah. does my insurance cover it but that's a later... Oh, are you going to get Invisalign? 
No, because like it doesn't with this tooth. Oh, it's dang. So up there. I think I can get, get Invisalign from the bottom, though. My bottom's not really messed I up. I think I'm gonna get need to do braces again. Yeah? Yeah. That's my teeth move. That's normal, though. Like, we get braces at such a young age, but I think I have to get the metal ones. But she did say it was two years, which I was like, okay, I thought it was four years. I think that was why I was so hesitant. If it's Sweet. like four years is a long time, but two years is okay. Two years is not bad. Imagine when you have kids and like when you have kids, when <laughs> the first thing that you baby see, you have faces, your braces. <laughs> well, if it's four years. Let's say you get it when you're 26. Then mm-hmm. I'm assuming maybe by 30, you probably almost have kids. Yeah. But also, like, <laughs> yeah. two years is okay. Yes. But anyways, after my braces rant. <laughs> so, as we promised in our last episode, we're going to talk about something more lightweighted. Yes, and lighthearted. Fun. So, we have decided. I okay, I don't know how we came across this, to be honest. But we're going to I talk about... I think it about... was a reel that you saw on Instagram and you sent it to me. Yes, yes. So... This reel that I saw is about this woman. Her name is Amy Seat Yang Yi. She is currently 39 and she is a new Hong Kong artist slash singer. But I would say more like figure, public figure slash influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Influencer. Influencer. But she's not trying to be an influencer. Well, but we'll talk about that later. So her rise to fame started when she won the Best Effort Award in Miss Asia 2021. She joined and... Yeah, she got she got traction because she looked like conventionally not attractive or like not the other people who join. So we inserted a picture in our doc in our outline because we we want to kind uh-huh. of like describe how she looks to you who are listening. Try our best <laughs> to describe her, or you can look her up. But we're gonna try our best to describe her. So how do you think she is different? from the typical Hong Kong pageant contestant. Yeah, so I think typically people who participate in these pageants, they have like a certain beauty standard that they have to meet. Like like this unspoken beauty standard. First of all, they're us- they usually have like fair skin, very pale. And I think the biggest thing is their weight mm-hmm. and like their body shape. Like, but like, 95 percent of them are probably pretty skinny but Yi is very different she just has a very like i would say normal body type yeah. for a 39 years old like a rounded body type not very skinny but she's How not you like her? i wouldn't say she's she, not fat she's not fat yeah she's okay, like very I feel like average though, like, i've i've seen like youtube commentary youtube videos about about her and like people do like would call her fat but i feel like in in american standard like or just yeah speaking from a health perspective i don't think she's like unhealthily fat or like she's overweight i think she's just normal yeah i think also like looking at she has the very like she has like spaghetti straight hair, which is I feel like a hairstyle that we had when we were in high school. Like everybody would do the perm 
the straight perm. And then she has bangs. Like, not like, she has curtain bangs, but, like, not, like, blown out curtain bangs. It's, like, straight curtain bangs. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she's just, you would associate her, the way she presents herself as, like, a middle-aged woman, I guess, in Hong Kong, right? Like, Uh, I I wouldn't say she has any, like, facial features that is particularly that particularly stand out is just really normal but the only thing i would say about her is she doesn't have much facial expression and she mm-hmm. i don't know she kind of just looks sleepy all the time she, to me. i think it's because like she doesn't smile like her smile yeah like, she just looks bit emotionless yeah her smile is just literally like looking at the camera maybe that's how she smiles and also i think yeah. like Maybe her eyes are a little bit less like sun. Like I mean, it doesn't look like she's wearing makeup in this picture either. So, you know, I yeah, I, feel I like think a that's lot of another thing about her, she doesn't mm-hmm. wear a lot of makeup. A lot of people who like go on these shows, they completely alter their appearance. You know, um, mm-hmm. and so I feel like because she doesn't wear makeup, like like they don't stand out. But Sleepy. it's not like it looks yeah. And I guess her face is a little bit rounder. Yeah. We'll insert a picture of her maybe in like one of on our Instagram. social media posts or, mm-hmm. or Instagram reels. So y'all can take a look if you're interested to learn about her sins. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about like how we kind of became very popular in Hong Kong. And if so we refer actually- to Ai, that is her like artist name like stage name yes yeah Ai. okay cool so Ai, she actually caught the public's eye when she joined the hong kong asia competition in 2021 which was the beauty pageant that crystal was talking about and at time she was 37 years old and she auditioned along with 44 other contestants so a little bit more background about what Miss Asia pageant is. It is an annual Hong Kong-based beauty pageant and broadcast by Asia Television. In our previous episode, we mentioned about like TVB. So Asia Television would kind of be like a, a, an alternative to that. But it's always seen as kind of like the, the lame one. I don't think a lot of people watch it. Mm-hmm. I think back in like maybe the 80s or 70s, but it just died down in the recent years so during the beauty contest Ai was required to wear a bikini swimsuit during the interview which is actually a very common yes thing the contestant will have to do in a beauty pageant both in both in like hong kong and even in like western pageants too mm-hmm. so with that like bikini session it of course highlighted her round figure and made her kind of stand out from mm-hmm. all the contestants. And her distinctive appearance attracted a lot of the attention from the media and the people on the internet. Even though she didn't win the Miss Asia competition, she did won an effort award and got the appreciation from the ATV executives. And then in that same year, on July 30th, she was signed a two-year contract with ATV Digital Media. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think that this bikini swimsuit thing is only the interview. Like, she didn't make it through. 
the competition. She didn't qualify, but she was still awarded the best effort award because of her confidence and like the attention that she got, which is very interesting to me because this effort award was a is a, always like an award or if they can really award it to people who didn't even qualify for the actual competition. So it's interesting that they like intentionally like made this award and like gave it to someone who didn't. So I think that's another thing we will touch upon later on too is like why she became so popular. But I think the reason why they went above and beyond to give her that award is kind of to create some type of media exposure for her to kind of pong her. Which in to English sign her? Like, to to sign her and make her more popular among <laughs> to to make her yeah. more popular in general by you know make like making her go in the news in social media news media like creating some kind of what do you call those like fluff to like talk mm-hmm. about you know like some some news to talk about her so right. then to get her in front of the public's eye yeah, but I'm also like, part of me is like, it seems like they're just showcasing how she's not attractive and that is her selling point, right? But also interview in a bikini, she was where she, you could see her tummy, you know, like she had, she didn't have a flat tummy basically. And I was like, oh, I look like that too. <laughs> That's me after I eat a lot. <laughs> That's everyone. But you can see everyone around, like people have a flat tummy. But yeah, so we've, we've always talked about Asia's beauty, beauty standards. And also in a previous episode where we fully touched on beauty pageants. But the beauty standards are very homogenous. And I think what is interesting for me, though, is like I've noticed more and more different body types in Hong Kong now and also diversity in Hong Kong. I don't know why, like, my brain never registered. Like, people look different. People have different body types. But already body type in Hong Kong, just because biologically very skinny and also a lot of are look very similar and not only being skinny but also fair-skinned to be deemed as beautiful so when i was doing research she said that the reason why she participated in the contest was the relaxation of the age limit of the beauty pageant i think when we talked about age limit before of for beauty pageants the men had a wider age limit right i feel like females are judged on a way higher standard than men i wonder what the age limit was before and what it is right now. Did I break anything? It says it's 14 to 28 or to 30. So I don't think that's updated. Maybe they made an exception. I don't know. Obviously, like, because she looks so different, she became so popular. And she stood out from the other contestants for not conforming to the model thin standards set by the beauty industry. She did say that she is satisfied that her skin is fair enough and she's pleased with her body shape. I just think that she has a lot of confidence. Like part of me is like, oh, wow, she has so much confidence. But part of me is also like, oh, she just doesn't really give a fuck. <laughs> like, I she know. I think she just doesn't really give her. a fuck. But that's in this, that in itself is a type of quiet confidence. And I feel like for me, like, and I know a lot of Hong Kong people too, we're very aware of like how other people see us. Because I do feel like it. It might be because of a small city. Everybody's a little bit more judgmental and things, if you're a little bit out of the norm, I guess, noticeable. Yeah. Um, and so I feel I, like my brain has been wired to like 
feel very conscious about myself, which I do every time I come back. I feel like I feel I feel very self-conscious or I'm like yeah. comparing myself to other people. Or I feel like also Hong Kong people are very in line. Like they're not trying to step out of line. They're not trying to draw attention to themselves. So I feel like she goes against a lot of what Hong Kong society deems as like, or even qualities that women are supposed to have, follow, or like the majority follows. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just like, our culture doesn't really encourage people standing out. Like we have a very collectivist mindset, so conformist mindset where we just want to conform to the norm and don't want to look weird. Mm-hmm. It's not something something that is like really celebrated in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing some research, I was also trying to just understand why IE became so popular because honestly, a part of me don't really get it and there are some like commentary that talks about how media exposure is probably one of the reasons why she's so popular too because i think the company that she signed a contract with with it which is atv digital media actually helped her to do a lot of media exposure like going on to interviews i think they put it in the film in a movie too right or did they? Yeah, they, like she was on a movie. I don't think she she was like playing the main character, but she was in a movie mm-hmm. and just doing a a lot of different strategies to like put her out in the t- in the public and make mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. notice her. And like how we talked about before, it's t- pretty easy to notice her because she's just so out of the norm. Yeah, and I think a part of it is also because, like like we said, she doesn't really give a fuck about how other people see mm-hmm. her. So in a way, like, she's very authentic. And yeah. I think a lot of Hong Kong people are probably also very, like, maybe they're inspired by the fact that, you know, she's so brave and not afraid to show her imperfection, like, her body, her belly to the public. And just yeah. go for her dream. Yeah. Yeah. And with that too, like, she actually, like, before participating in this Miss Asia pageant, she also tried out for the TVB actor training program, mm-hmm. but she was mm-hmm. rejected. So mm-hmm. from that, we can kind of see that, like, being in front of the public and being on stage and doing perform. Being a performer is something that she wanted to pursue. And this Miss Asia pageant gave her the chance to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but there's also only one of like her that is so popular that has made it. So I don't want to say like she's paving the way. I mean, I guess she is, you know, like we've never seen someone with this much attention who doesn't like look like the typical beauty standard, but. I guess people see in her things that they 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 seem like they feel like they can also achieve something, right? So I guess that's a good that's why so popular. And as she's actually had a lot of public support, or maybe they have just been deleted in <laughs> the negative comments. <laughs> They're in the negative comments yeah. altered, but um Yeah. 
So, I mean, like, she has gotten a lot of, yeah, public commentary. There positive ones and there are also negative ones. And we have some examples here of, like, what people say about her. So when she posted on Instagram that she'll be joining the Miss Asia pageants, the comments was actually kind of mixed. One comment said, Moan Tai, meaning that, like, I can't I even watch this. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I can't even watch this. People were commenting with vomit emojis. And they're saying that, so, meaning that, so we were talking about how like Asia digital media is kind of like the lame TV broadcast out there compared to TVB. So like they have a pretty bad reputation in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And this comment was saying how like, of course, ATV digital media would be doing something weird. But then when she quote unquote won the beauty pageant and got the best effort, award people on the internet actually seem to react more positively than negatively so some people were commenting with positivity they're saying how meaning that like you use your action to tell hong kong people that there are opportunities everywhere as long as you have confidence and you know what your selling point is mm-hmm. so like her comments are flooded with a lot of congratulations and some people even think that she should have won the first place and mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of them are expressing support saying Gael, oil cheering her up yeah so and ultimately her confidence also served kind of like a platform for her to launch her music career. I think that when I was doing my research, I saw her doing a lot of live on Instagram and YouTube mm-hmm. to kind of sing. Yeah. I guess she got a lot of praise for that or just got a lot mm-hmm. of hype for that. Yeah. So she eventually was able to launch her music career and talk mm-hmm. more yeah so her after the miss asia pageant and she obviously started her music career but she was facing a lot of hurdles really early on so since being in the spotlight in 2021 things have not been easy for her so atv was actually being liquidated and almost all employees were out of jobs so this means that Ai's contract was also affected and she could no longer work under their company. So after that, she fortunately got signed to Asia Momentum Media. And I believe that they're pushing her to expand her network to Singapore and Malaysia. And other than this, she was also in a lawsuit with a neighbor. So she was sentenced to two weeks behind bars for kicking her neighbor in September 2022. And she was also fined 5,000 Hong Kong dollars because apparently her neighbor spotted her maskless and reminded her to put the mask back on, but she allegedly slapped the neighbor's hand, tried to stop her from filming, and also kicked her neighbor in the stomach. Which is very, like, contradictory to how a celebrity would act, right? Like a person um, in a public eye. I don't think it's, like, in a good way, though, honestly. like No, it's she's not. She's literally yeah. breaking, breaking the law. 
And I think she doesn't she, like she also like before she participated in the beauty pageant, she lost her job because she didn't wear a mask on the job. Mm. She was like, "It's too hot. I can't breathe." Yeah, I mean, I get it. It is very hot, but it is the mm-hmm. law. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very controversial in Hong Kong. It is. Say. And then I, I actually saw comments of people saying like, "Oh, she's now in the public eye. She needs to have." to like show a good example to people who follow her especially if she's like i think her confidence like it's more of like i don't give a fuck attitude so that's why she has so many like because i feel like you can be confident but confidence and like not caring is two different things right so her not giving a fuck attitude is getting her into a lot of issues trouble but i think that's also her selling point right like, she just doesn't really care. And that's why people yeah. like her so much. And obviously, like, looking at her career right now, like, all of those, I would say, are these, like, issues, scandal, didn't really affect her career that much. And recently, in 2023, she actually released her first debut single titled one plus one equals two ayi, which means like ayi kind of Cantonese also sounds like two, so like one plus two equal two, and mm-hmm. it has gained a lot of popularity in like a very short amount of time. The music video of the song has already surpassed seven hundred thirty thousand views on YouTube within just four days of its release outperforming many other established artists and i look at that music video today and the view is currently at 1.8 million views damn mm-hmm. what do you think <laughs> what do you think about her getting so many views on her video it's such a, like it reminds me of that like gag song a few like mm. almost 10 years ago probably it's called years ago soft oh, ice cream and then the song goes it goes it goes it goes yeah it reminds you of that it's just like a gag mm. song like it's yeah very hogao very plastic it's very it's kind of pointless yeah yeah it just feels like i mean also her voice right like she doesn't have a particularly good voice it's definitely her image that is attracting people so it feels like it's just there for entertainment like yeah. and I think she knows There's that no... too which is why she doesn't give a fuck mm-hmm. like she knows that her that is her selling point and she's just like like her voice is really flat like she literally just sing like this yeah yeah it's just not not my cup of tea honestly like I'm not going to like listen to this repeat yeah, it's definitely, like, <laughs> just... And I feel like sometimes when you watch this, like, people have the mentality of, like, oh, I'm gonna see, like, what's the deal, you know? Like, less, like, appreciation, but more of, like, what's how? going on? Yeah, like, what's going on? How? Entertaining. Um, yeah. So, obviously, this song was a big hit. And even though, like, she did face some criticism doubt from some people she remains undeterred 
tired and determined to succeed. And she said she hoped to be a role model for people who think they're not beautiful, not just for those participating in beauty pageants. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a gist of I. And she has another song out. You can go look her up. Go listen to her sing. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like with Yip that song, One Plus One, she's more like rapping, right? She's more just talking. But in, in her talking new song, and like she, the lyrics actually uh, just included like phrases that she, she, she said like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the new song, she weird. actually like sings. But it's <laughs> her mandarin. Like... She has Gong Paul, which means Hong Kong Mandarin, right? Like, and you can just, I don't know. I don't know why they would have her sing that song. It's like this nice, like, ballad of, like, I love my dad, Father's Day. <laughs> and you just hear her go, ba ba ba. I don't know. Yeah. I guess they want to, well, they want to, they want her to branch out trying other things. Yeah. I guess, like, what, how do you make sense of her? Like, the fact that she got so popular in Hong Kong. What are yeah. the implications there are? I feel like on one hand, like people can see her or people can deem her as breaking stereotypes, right? She, her confidence, she's a mold of what people see as attractive. And she's still able to succeed. Like in that sense, I can see. And, but the thing is like, I, I don't know if it's, good because I do think Hong Kong people can be very critical and I think sometimes positive comments can be compensating for the fact that I don't know like I feel like the support is only based on like oh my gosh she's she she's so different she's not attractive and she's she's still so successful and it's just so fixated on that one thing where sometimes positive comments seem like they're just trying to like blindly encourage or or it's not so, I genuine. Mean, do you know what i'm trying to say or not even yeah. not genuine but like the fact that she is getting so many positive comments i feel like is also because she's not conventionally attractive like people feel like even with the comments of them being like oh she should have won first place right like that to me feels like a dig on hong kong's I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Take your time. Yeah. Out. Yeah. But I do feel like it... Like, I don't know if it's do, it's doing any good, to be honest. Yeah. You know? I think the thing is, I don't know if her success will open up any doors or bring any... Yeah, like, bring break any stereotypes about mm-hmm. people with her body type. Because... Maybe that's just my personal opinion and how I see it. But I just feel like somehow it feels like a joke. Yeah. People, like this whole thing is seen as a joke. So like in a way it is negative because they're not taking it seriously. Like they're labeling people with this type of demeanor or body shape as a joke mm-hmm. yeah and the overarching like beauty standard is still the same yeah yeah like and that's like, what sucks with with hong kong i feel like no matter how many like efforts there is to break these stereotypes also i feel like there has been more 
you know, plus size ads that we've seen in in on billboards and having plus size models, you know, like Zhang Yanyi. But I think, I don't know. It's not like people on the street like are like, oh, I want to, I want to look like her or, you know, like I do think there is good in There's in still that. a lot of fat shaming in the day-to-day interaction between peers yeah. and families. Oh, and yeah. everybody is still hoping to get to that, like, weight or, like, the skinny look. And even in American media, right? All these stars who were, who rose to fame because that were so confident in how they looked. Like, um, Pitch Perfect. A- I forgot her name. Amy? Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect? Yeah, mm-hmm. anyways, she she was, like, so— fa- She was, like, the complete— she was like so comfortable in herself and people loved her because she didn't give a fuck about you know what other people said about her. She wasn't conforming to the gold standard. But um Yeah. She lost a lot of weight and skinny actually. Um and so I mean and then when you see instances of like it's probably also for health, right? And now that she has the resources to do this, but that also like kicks the audience in the gut a little bit because it's kinda like, oh, even someone who was so preaching like body positivity is has also like lost a lot of weight i don't know but i think there's a lot of facets to this too it's like health wise that's also a concern Um, and we don't know if like if it's her choice i think and if she's like doing it healthily then it's fine yeah but i think like even with like we were talking about how in western media there has been examples of how people that are and like she's like promoting body positivity mm-hmm. but i think that comes with them like be talent not talent oh yeah. like just like that's something in general yeah. and like they help people to look beyond their period and actually see the talents like don't just judge a book by its cover right but they're not um, like making it their personality yeah but like with Ai, i just don't i don't i don't know like i don't really understand what her selling point is other than the Mm. fact that i don't know she's unconventional yeah and i feel like there's not a lot of depth to her presence yeah there's not not adapt to her i think that that's the problem but maybe yeah, she just, just hasn't opened up to the public maybe it just seems like she, her selling point is she's not like other girls <laughs> but but i think that also can be negative because like it's not about you being like oh look i'm different it's mm-hmm. i guess i feel like i just i still don't know her like I don't know mm. who this person is besides being yeah. a typical person. Like, I feel like it would be more impactful if I actually get to know her story. Like, what is her struggle? Mm. Yeah. And the fact that, like, her stuff that she puts out, like, is also kind of a meme. Yeah. Yeah. That diminishes her as as an artist or her as, like, a public figure too i mean so that's why i'm like are people commenting on her stuff because they think she's a meme or 
I don't know. And then we were talking about how like some YouTubers also like don't really give a fuck and they just make like this weird unhinged content. And I feel like <laughs> she's also, I guess, more corporate, more like managed. Her content is more managed, but it also feels kind of like it's unhinged. So, I don't know. I think it is very interesting if any of you who are listening and know about like Hong Kong culture and know, have any idea about why she got so popular, let us know because like, I'm very curious. No, if, if you, you think that she is actually empower, empowering girls who don't fit in to the typical beauty standard. But another thing that she reminded me of in Hong Kong is kind of this, like, the rise of, like, underdog culture in Hong Kong in recent mm-hmm. years. I feel like with the rise of social media and, like, more KOL, I mean, which is, mm-hmm. like, the term for influencers in Hong mm-hmm. Kong. It stands for king of likes, I think. KOL, like, the rise of KOL, like, there are more ordinary people becoming more popular in Hong Kong in general. They just became like Mm. influencers and like public figures. I feel like with this culture, it also, you know, help people to appreciate just ordinary people in general, Mm -hmm. like give opportunities to normal people, a chance to chase the dream. And another thing that IU reminded me of is the group called yes. ERA. We yes. talked about this in the Mirror episode. ERA is like a boy group. I think we have like four four members. Four people. And yeah. Yeah. And they kind of acted as like a counter what would they call it? Like a counterpart to Mirror where the members in ERA actually they also didn't fit the conventional beauty standard for me. Mm-hmm. But I would say, though, they're they're pretty talented. They're pretty good at singing. Some of them are very good at emceeing. They're really fun. And another show that came out recently in Hong Kong is called Zhonglin Ho Singham. It's basically singing competition for people who are over 35 years old. So, like, you would be seeing people... I don't know, in, in like the seventies or in this competition mm-hmm. as well. And like that's a chance, that's an opportunity for these people to kind of chase their dream even though they pass their golden years because usually in the media industry and in, in the entertainment industry, like people who are younger are favored over older people yeah definitely so i do feel like there are a couple more examples of unconventional standard being more mainstream Mm -hmm. in the hong kong entertainment industry in recent years Um, yeah like there's there's been efforts there's been there's been effort and it's gotten like a lot of support too which is very good Mm -hmm. so any final thoughts before we end our episode? I think that's it for me. Yeah, I think we've exhausted this this topic. But if we find anything new, you guys, and we have a lot of topics that we want to talk about that are more social, cultural based, entertainment, 
based, and I'm excited for those. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode, and don't forget to rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And you can、mm-hmm. always find us at Made in Hong Kong Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Yes, we will see you on there and here next time. I can't <laughs> promise I next can't... week. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can't <laughs> promise next week. Alright. Next time. Bye. Bye.